play this episode on 1.5x for a better listening experience hey guys welcome back to tech buddies podcast so this is part 2 of motorola lineup review where we go through the Mo- motorola's flagship series like the like upper mid range segment which is called the edge series so there have been only four phones that have been launched till now like two phones from 2021 and two phones till now from 2022 so we'll quickly go through that and um end this episode so the first phone that was launched last year was Moto Edge 20 and it came with the Snapdragon 778 chipset if i'm not wrong yeah it came with the Snapdragon 778 chipset and uh, their display as usual like Motorola always provides the best displays like they provide everything with the dis- in the display segment possible for their like mid range phones at least like so it's a 6.7 inch OLED display with 144 hertz re- refresh rate and uh, ca- camera wise you get a 108 megapixel main camera and an 8 megapixel telephoto and a 16 megapixel ultra wide like which is good because like mostly other brands at uh, this price point they <clears throat> generally give like 8 megapixel ultra wide and stuff so like 16 megapixel ultra wide and 8 megapixel telephoto is pretty good but as usual motorola's optimization is not that great so even though it's a 108 megapixel camera it won't it, the photos don't come out as great as maybe a sony 50 megapixel imx 766 process uh, sensor so that's one thing you need to keep in mind for moto edge twin moto phones in general like the camera isn't the best so that is the point and you get a 32 megapixel selfie camera again here according to gsm arena it shows that the video is capped at 1080p 30 fps i don't understand why brands are doing that even in uh, the recent i think uh, poco's new flagship the poco f4 it does have a 32 megapixel selfie or a 16 megapixel one of the two if i'm not wrong and the chipset is the 870 which is capable of recording 4k with the selfie camera but the brand does, doesn't provide the option i don't understand why why are brands doing this like just give the option to the like consumers because there are a lot of people who use their phone phones front camera to record videos like ever since like the vlogging space has just gotten a boom so i don't feel brand should just cap it at 1080p you get a you don't get a 3.5 mm jack which is kind of sad you get a side mounted fingerprint scanner they could have given an in display fingerprint scanner but you can't complain side i i honestly prefer side mounted so it's up to your choice you get a 4000 mah battery with 30 watt charging i feel like the charging is a bit less like considering like other brands at around this price give um 65 watt chargers but after a point fast charging isn't at a after a certain limit fast charging isn't that like advisable as well so that's the thing so i think the price of this phone is 
25,000 for the 8128 variant. Considering that it's a phone from last year and uh, it's Motorola, they don't give that many software updates. Um, I don't know if I would recommend this. You can check out the Moto H30 or the H30 Pro because I, if I'm not wrong, this gets only Android 12 upgrade, which is not enough for a 25,000 phone. Like if you're going for Samsung's M53, which is around the same price point, you get at least like three years, if I'm not wrong, or two years of software updates, like Android 13 and 14, which is good, which is a good thing. Like, like we said in the previous episode, Motorola needs to work on providing more now, more years of software updates. Gautam, you have anything to add for the Moto H20? Yeah, I completely agree with the last point you made. In fact, like just before recording this episode, I was like watching a video of Hugh Jeffries uh, repairing one of the Motorola. And the only, like everyone was praising the phone in the comments, but the only thing that was holding them back was the weird update cycle Motorola has. And at least with the older phones, the newer phones, they're obviously like some people want their headphone jack and things like that. But the update cycle is something Motorola really, really has to work on. The pricing is on point and even the design, I know the colors are a bit tacky for my personal preference, but apart from that, it's good. Yeah. The next is like, like Moto H. 20 was the higher version and the lower version is the Moto H20 Fusion, which I think is a really competitive phone, which can be recommended around under 20,000, like, because this is a one-year-old phone. It does sell under 20,000 if you're looking at Amazon and Flipkart deals. So Moto H20 Fusion, the price on Flipkart right now is 18999 for the 6GB RAM and 128GB variant, which I feel is enough. So the other specs are, uh, it comes with the same 6.7 inch OLED display, but here it's 90 Hertz instead of 144 Hertz. Then the, the chipset is Diamond City 800U instead of the Snapdragon 778. You get a 108 megapixel main camera, similar to the H20, but an eight megapixel ultra wide and a two megapixel depth. So like as you come down the price bracket comp like brands have to uh, make some compromises so you know the cameras have been a bit compromised and the display has only 90 hertz refresh rate all those things are the compromises for the lesser five five thousand or seven thousand rupees lesser price you get a 32 megapixel uh selfie camera but here again it's capped to 1080p but i'm not sure this is according to GSM Arena. So if you're by, if you're interested in this phone, you can double check by watching some, uh, like I think Ranjit has a video on uh, both the H20 and the H20 Fusion. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. This, this phone does come with a 3.5 mm headphone jack. The fingerprint sensor is side mounted here too. You got a 5,000 mAh battery instead of 4,000 mAh on the H20 and the charging is still 30 watt. Here too, you get, uh, Okay, here I don't I don't see any promise for updates, but I guess the Android 12 update is scheduled for this or it's already out. So that is the whole specs and 
price for the Moto Edge 20 Fusion. Like I remember in one, the in Ranjit's review about the Edge 20 Fusion, he said that he had, he had got stellar battery life from the Diamond City 800U on this phone. So if you are a person who wants like good battery backup, I think this is a good phone. And as usual, there is stock Android to as a USB. So though under 20,000, there are very less phones with like a good software experience and you get ready for also, which is like similar to Samsung Dex, which is not there in like most other phones in this price. So I think under 20,000, this will be an easy recommend. Like, like I said in the previous episode to elderly people or like people who are above, above the 30 or 30s who don't know much about phones and stuff because the other phones under 20,000 have like a lot of bloatware and stuff. And, um, and Motorola phones, obviously camera is a bit of a downgrade, but it shouldn't be that much of a problem because under 20K, you don't get other options. So that's it about this phone. You have anything to add? Yeah, I think this is a really, really good phone. Like even for people like who just want a no-nonsense phone, that isn't like having like lackluster uh, like what specifications but also like don't want any bloatware this is a really really good phone then again the design is not something that i'd really like and if someone wants a good looking phone this probably isn't something i'd recommend i know the camera layout is very similar to the iphone 12 but just the way they've implemented it i'm not a huge fan of it but apart from that specification wise and overall software wise you know where motorola leads their update cycle like i said needs to be better but the pricing is really really good for this phone yeah so those were the flagship edge series phones from motorola of 2021 so the upgrade to Moto Edge 20 series is the Moto Edge 30. And uh, I think the base model of this series is the Edge 30. And it comes with the Snapdragon 778 Plus chipset, which is an upgrade from the Moto Edge 30. It's a slight upgrade, like maybe one or two gigahertz upward, like 0.5 gigahertz up or down, but it is an upgrade. The cameras have been switched from 108 plus 8 plus 16 to 50 plus 50 plus 2, a 50 megapixel wide and a 50 megapixel ultra wide. I think the I would prefer the other one because it, you have a telephoto sensor there and a 16 megapixel ultra wide. Oh, you have 50 megapixel ultra wide. I think it doubles as a macro as well. So it ultimately depends up to you. So I think the telephoto is a missing thing over here. They could have given a six, they could have done a similar thing like last year and given a 16 megapixel ultra wide and an eight megapixel telephoto instead of two megapixel depth. So that is one thing. And in this, you get a 32 megapixel selfie camera, which supports 4k recording, which is a really good thing. I mean, most of the other phones, they don't, they skip on this. I don't know why. And this has been happening very often in 2022. So it's good that Moto is not doing that. So that is the cameras, you don't get a 3.5mm headphone jack. The fingerprint sensor is side mounted again. The, the battery is 4020mAh with 33 watt fast charging. The display, which I forgot to mention, was 6.5 inches, which it's slightly smaller than the H20. So if you prefer a more compact phone, and I think it's 
slim also like if i'm not wrong the marketing of this was slimmest 5g phone or something like that if i'm not wrong so it it's very slim and compact so you can if you want a compact phone you, with clean android you can check this out the price starts at 2799 if i'm not wrong and uh, i think you can get some offers if you have bank cards or something the the 6gb ram variant sells for 2799 and i think the 8gb sells for 2999 around this price 778g plus is kind of a good chipset but they could have given maybe the 8888 but 888 does have heating issues so 778g plus is not bad and like 778 was a good performing chip last year uh, like around the like it was better than like it was the best mid-range chip they could have given something like the 870 which would have made it more compelling so those are my thoughts gautam you have anything to say Uh, this is like slowly Motorola transitioning into a flagship. The Edge Thirty Pro is probably, like, in my opinion, is a flagship. But the normal Edge Thirty is like almost like what OnePlus used to be. I mean, but OnePlus was more on the flagship end. Like, but maybe pre OnePlus Three or something. It has really, really good specs. Processor could have been better, but I still think the pricing. I don't know why. I feel like. They could have done better, maybe eight GB for twenty seven k or something instead of making people pay thirty k. Because once you reach the thirty k price range, then there's much more phones to compete with. That being said, the design of this phone, unlike many of Motorola's other phones, actually looks good. And and I think even the the back, like the the from the videos I've seen and the reviews I've seen, the like the way it reflects the light and like that matte finish it has, it looks really good. So Design isn't a problem, and neither are the specs. So this would be an easy recommend along with the Edge Thirty Pro for me. Yeah. So talking about the Edge Thirty Pro, it comes with the Snapdragon Eight Gen One, the flagship chipset uh, on Samsung's fabrication for this year. Like Eight Plus Gen One has already come, but not on phones. Like it has been announced, and that is with TSMC's fabrication. So this comes with. The eight Gen One, which is Samsung's fabrication, and there have been heating issues and stuff. But uh, as far as the reviews, I I I had seen and I remember there weren't much heating issues on this phone, and the throttling of the performance on the CPU test was also not that bad. You get a six point seven inch one forty four hertz OLED display. The cameras are fifty megapixel plus fifty megapixel plus two megapixel, similar to the H thirty, and a sixty megapixel selfie camera which supports four K recording. Like it's it's become a feature to like mention now four K recording on the selfie camera, and I think sixty megapixel is the maximum on any selfie camera right now. I think like the S twenty two Ultra itself has only a forty megapixel. This has a sixty megapixel, but obviously. Like we say, we keep saying for every phone, Motorola's optimization isn't that good. So the, although it's sixty megapixel, it it doesn't compare to an iPhone or maybe even a Samsung. But the photos do come out good from what I've seen and what I remember. You you also get stereo speakers, but no headphone jack, which is 
I think most of the flagships miss, so it's nothing to complain about. The 4,800 mAh, you get a 4,000 mAh battery with 68 watt fast charging, which is a good thing. And according to Motorola, you can charge your phone from 0 to 50% in 15 minutes and 0 to 100% in 35 minutes, which is kind of okay. Like 68 watt is, uh, if it's like around 65 to 68, then it's okay. But if it goes above that, I feel it's overkill. You also get reverse, I mean, you also get wireless charging of 15 watt and reverse wireless charging of 5 watt. It's good that Motorola is fo focusing on wireless charging. If they could have given around 30 watt of wireless charging, it would have been better. But 15 watt is also good. Like maybe in the uh, Ultra phone, Edge 30 Ultra, which is uh, code name Frontier, which has 200 megapixel cameras, 8 plus Gen 1 and stuff. Maybe they give support for more wireless charging in that. You get Android 12 out of the box and <clears throat> the promise updates have, hasn't been mentioned here, but I guess it's two years, hopefully like maybe Android 13 and 14. And the price starts at 45,000 for 8128 variant. This makes it the cheapest Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 phone in India. And I feel overall it's a really good package. Considering the AMOLED display, 144 hertz, accompanied by the like 50 plus 50 cameras and even the 60 megapixel selfie and the like big battery and fast charging, it does make it a good competitor to other flagship phones. But like we said, the number of software updates is less and the camera optimization is something Motorola needs to work on. Gautam, your thoughts on this one? Kind of the exact same from Moto, the normal Moto H30. Maybe if it was on like maybe 40,000, it would have been really, really good. But this price also, I really can't complain considering it has the 8 Gen 1 chip. Also, I wish the H30 and the H30 Pro had headphone jacks because most of the people who I see buying this are either enthusiasts or just people who don't care much about their phone, which is kind of confusing because usually the spectrum is very different when a, an enthusiast and a person who doesn't care about their phone buy much different phones. But because of the clean experience, I think people prefer Motorola. And I, I see enthusiasts buying this phone, but I feel like enthusiasts would also prefer having the headphone jack back. And I that's one thing I wish these type of phones had. And I'm, I know that they're saying, oh, no, the phone is so thin, they can't add it or whatever. That's all an excuse even for the iPhones. If Apple really worked on it, they would be able to easily put a headphone jack in it. I think that's it for this. Yeah, we did cover a whole episode. Hope you liked it. Lot. It's been a short one. Yeah, we covered it in two parts so that it doesn't get too long. One was the mid-range and one is the flagship. So if you did like it and you want us to do it for other brands like because most of these brands have confusing lineups. So you can let us know on our Instagram at the rate tech buddy spot. While you're at it, do follow us on Spotify and leave us a rating out of five. And if you're listening from Apple podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. That's it for this episode, guys. Take care. Signing out, Arthur. And it's me, Gautam. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.